0: The um, m- mindfulness is the new is a new fad it 's not so new anymore, but it 's a fad nevertheless and, uh, and, and there 's a lot of misunderstanding as to what mindfulness means. Mindfulness in, in, in most people 's mind is confused with meditation, but meditation is not mindfulness. Meditation is simply a one of many exercises by which to develop the capacity for mindfulness. But what mindfulness is is kavon, is Kavona kavana. that 's really what, what mindfulness is. And the place of kavanah, the the mm-hmm. place of, of, of mindfulness in in Halocha is a huge uh, a huge area. And what's interesting is sometimes uh, it, it manifests in two areas. What happens if you do something wrong with mindlessness? You do something wrong without kavonah. And what happens if you do something right without kavona? And, and there are parallels between those two situations. In, in, in Chav Gimel, both on Amod Aleph and on Al-Mud-Bay's, we've got the Makhlukis, Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon about the Dovashayn miskavin being also mutter. If you, do, if you do something without kavonah, you do something wrong without kavonah, is it is it also or is it mutter? Rabbi Yehuda says also. Rabbi Shimon says Mutter. and we pass. And I'll give you here's an opportunity just to run through the whole. Um, uh, have, you got a, have you got a copy of the sheets? You got it? Is uh, uh, just to run through the a whole. The history of halacha just in one second. So you've got the Rif. We've always talked about the first pillar of halacha. The Rif says, "Kaimalani like paskan like Rabbi The Rambam brings Rabbi, brings the halacha like Rabbi Shimon, and he explains what what the idea is of Davashenem is kaving. lasotam <laughs> Bishabbat. Things that are mutar to do on Shabbos. <laughs> and while doing the thing that you're allowed to do on Shabbos, you could cause a melacha to be done, ve'evshe shelota aso, or maybe not. It's not inevitable, but it's a possibility. Im lo nit kaven lo t'amelacha reze mutah. That's the definition of davashinim is kaven mutar, according to Rabbi Shimon, and that's how we paskin that if there is a possibility of a an isur outcome from a mutar action. Then that is, that is Mutzat okay, it's the, the famous case that we uh, talk about both in Gemara and in, in Masech the Shabbos. A person drags a heavy bench along a, a, a sandy floor and is making a, a furrow on the, on, the be, on the floor, which could be a tzoldah of choiresh, of plowing. Um, nevertheless, that's not his intention. His intention is to move the furniture and the rosh. So there we've got the three foundations of halacha, the riff, the rambam, the rosh, all paskening like Rabbi Shimon, and therefore the Shulchanorach in Simon Shin Lametzain says, Dovash Enem is Kavin, Mutar, Vuhushaloya Psychresia. A Dovash Enem is Mutar, again, according to the Rambam, the definition, you're doing something which is Mutar. But there's a possibility of an outcome which is Asur. But your intention was not on that outcome, nor was it inevitable. That's Psychresia. means it was inevitable, nor was it inevitable. But if it was inevitable, you can't say that wasn't my intention. You, you can't turn the switch on and say, so I didn't intend the light to go on. That wasn't my intention. I just wanted to play with the switch. That's a psique ratio. You know that when you turn the switch, the light goes on, and you can't use intention to split the the action and the outcome, because in those cases, the action and the outcome are integrated. They're not two different things. When the action and the outcome are integrated, Kavona doesn't play a part. But if the action and the outcome are not integrated, that means the outcome is not inevitable, then Kavona is what we look to. Um, the Shire on the Mishnah Bru on that Shin Lamad Zion says, <laughs> He brings, we'll see that's brought in Halacha by everybody, almost everybody, that when, even if you're talking about an Isidore Isa, it's still Mutter. So if, for example, you weren't switching the light switch on, you were playing with the time switch. And it wasn't inevitable that the lights would go on as you would, as you were fiddling with the time switch, but you moved something, whatever happened, it happened that the lights went on. You say, I really was just trying to change the time. I wasn't trying to turn the lights on. It's not a psyché even though there could be a dorice involved. The, um, it would still be muta. Uh, the Orochashulchen develops it further. So he again goes along with the psak of the mishabru and others. as long as it's not a psikrasha. Um, and he also says that that only works the whole inside the If it's a psikrasha and he wants the outcome, it suits him to have the outcome. The room is dark. And so he does something which causes a possible lighting of the light, but not an inevitable lighting of the light. We, uh, 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 sorry, if it's a, 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 an inevitable lighting of the light. And it's something that he wants. He wants light. The room is dark. That's called the psikoresha and, denlichale. And we can see into his mind. We don't ask him what his intention was. We know what his intention was. Anand Sahadi, there's a principle in a of anan Sahadi. Something is obvious. You can see what appears. sometimes you can... See, we've talked the last few days of how careful we have to be not judging people's intentions. But sometimes the action doesn't need intention to explain it. The action in itself is clear. So if a person's in a dark room and he's fiddling in such a way that the light goes on, it's a psich de nikhale, we don't question what, at, what his intention was. His intention was certainly to have light in the room, and that's how, we, how, the, how the halacha treats it. Um, it's interesting that the, the HaShulchan goes further and says, Dovash Kavin doesn't just mean that you don't want to do, you, you didn't have intention to do this particular, to have this particular outcome. It actually means you had an intention for another outcome. So when you're dragging the furniture over the floor, you can say, I wanted to move the furniture. But if you're dragging a plow over a field, you can't say, I wanted to move the plow. That, that's not, that's, that's clearly not, not so. You've got to clearly have a separate intention. Mm-hmm. So movement of furniture inside a house, that's normal. The floor happens to be sandy and it causes a ditch. That's not your intention. So you can clearly divert your attention to a different outcome. That's a Dovah Miskavin, a very important principle in Dovah Miskavin that the Orach Hashudan teaches us, that there has to be an alternative focus of kavana. It's not just a, 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 a neutral kavana. And again, he adds that even by Isu de Rabbonin, uh, is also most Poskin-Paskin, even with an Isud de Rabbonin, And we'll see that has, that has some significant consequences, uh, that, that the same applies. Uh, very interesting, Tosfus in Ksuvis on Dafvav, that we need to know here, and that is, Ksuvus, uh, The Tosfus says, this is not dafka by Shabbos. Although the wording of the Rambam seems to be Shabbos, Hamut hamutarim la sotan shabbat he says specifically about Shabbos, but there is Paskin and Hilchah Shabbos. But the t- Toysvah says in Ksubis, it's not Davka Shabbos. This has got nothing to do with Melechit Machshevet. This is not because on Shabbos, as we've discussed previously in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about in Shabbos, there needs to be a design intention in the Melacha that's being done. So maybe that's Melacha <laughs> Shemim, is Kavin. If it's not your intention to have an outcome, that's not Melechit Machshevet. No, says Toysvah. This has got nothing to do with Melechus Machsheves. Because we see there are many other places where Dovashen and Miskavin also applies. The Ritvor holds that we learn it from Shabbos, even though Shabbos has a specific requirement of Melechus machshevet. We learn with the Kalvachomeh that it certainly applies to other places where you don't even need Melechus machshevet. But Tosfus disconnects it and says this has got nothing to do with Hilchus Shabbos. This is to do with Hilchus Kavona. That if your if your your intention is for something very different from this possible outcome that occurred, we don't connect the outcome to you. The outcome is done, but it wasn't, it doesn't connect to you. The action is does not, because normally action is what connects the individual to an outcome. There are two things that connect an, an individual to an outcome: the action and the intention. So on, on Shabbos, if the in if the a- intention is not Focused on that particular outcome, and the outcome isn't inevitable. We don't connect the outcome to the individual. Um, and Tosfos says in that's not dafka That's universal. That we don't connect the outcome to the individual if, if that's the if that's the case. So now, if we switch the same as yesterday, we were learning about Messiah in Boimamish. That if somebody plays an, a non-crucial part in the performance of an avera, we disregard it. That's his. His part in it is not important. What's important is the crucial part. And we switched it. If you remember yesterday, we turned around. So what about mitzvahs? If one's Messiah in a mitzvah and one does a non-crucial part of a mitzvah, and we said there's a difference between how Hashem looks at it and how we look at it, how, how we judge people and how Basin judges people, the way we have got to look at things is we, we look at what is who's the owner of the action. And if somebody does it, a, a, a part of the action which is not crucial, They're not the owner of the action and the action doesn't relate to that person. And we should be careful to give credit to the people who initiate and own actions, not to the hangers-on who come in the last minute and with a big fanfare they're there at the finishing line. Better give the person who put the effort in—that's that's where it is by mitzvah. But by the ribboni, every little thing a person does—if you help somebody else do a mitzvah, even if it wasn't a crucial part—for everything, the schar. So let's do the same thing and switch this idea of kavana from avera into mitzvah and see what the, what it is there. So there we have the shulchan in and samach. shein uh, kavana, kavana. Do you need kavana if you shake your lulav without kavana, mindlessly? Do you have to do it again? Uh, does that count or not? Does mindlessness count in the case of a mitzvah? And uh, it says the Pshucha Norh, uh, Vyeshum Shitsichot Kavanalat Ta mitzvah. Some hold that there is, you do need kavona, vechin halacha, and that is the halacha, you need kavona for a mitzvah. A mindless mitzvah is not a mitzvah. The Mishnah Burr I brought this Mishnah Burr because he summarizes the whole thing so beautifully and brings a very classical Chaya Odam. The Mishnah Brura says, so now we're up to 20th century, Chofetz Chaim summarizing all the previous halachas and brings the Mogan Avro and brings the Radvaz, who says this is dafka by a dafka by Torah mitzvahs, by but there are mitzvahs you can do without kavana as well, They you still yotze, says the Radvaz. Everybody disagrees with the Radvaz, but this Radvaz is important. Um, the Groh disagrees with the advice. everybody disagrees with the advice and says and it makes no difference we're doing a mitzvah this is not about seriousness of mitzvah this is about uselessness of mindlessness if you do something mindlessly it, isn't, it doesn't relate to you you, have, you haven't done anything maybe a mitzvah was done but it wasn't done by you it's like a robot doing a mitzvah that doesn't even if it's your robot it doesn't help the robot can't be you. a mindless person is a robot and, the, and robotic mitzvahs don't count. Um, and then, so comes the question, do you have to do the mitzvah again? You shook your venesrog, but without do you have to do the mitzvah again. So the din is, yes, you do have to do it again, but not with the brocha. Why? Because the brocha is the rabbonin, and we're concerned for the shita of the radvaz. So the radvaz, and you remember, we came across the radvaz the other day when we talked about the shita muqubetzed from Egypt. Shita muqubetzed, who was a rabbi of the, of the Arizal, but was also the... The compiler of the Shitamukibetz at the curation of all the Rishonim on the on most brilliant, brilliant work of, of the of the Kibetz, was the Talmud of the Radvaz, who was the God of royal in Egypt um, at, at that time. And the Radvaz Pascals, we take him very, very seriously. So although he's the only view that says Midrabonan, even without Kavona, the mitzvah works, we we consider his view in as much as now if you have to shake your Lulavaneswak again, you won't make a brocha. Because the brocha could now be, a, according to the Radvaz, right is a brocha levatolla, because the Radvaz right holds that the esrog today is a drabonin, and you did it without kavona, but it should work. In that case, now you're doing it again, you shouldn't make a brocha. So we don't make a brocha on the repetition. When you do a mitzvah, you say, I just, my mind was somewhere else. I had no intention to do this mitzvah. You have to do the mitzvah again, but we do it without a bracha. And then he brings a very important chayodim that we use a lot. This is that you've got to redo the mitzvah. This is a little bit like the opposite side of, of, of secretion. Where does this apply that you have to do the mitzvah again? is if you could have been doing it for something else. So you're taking your little rogue and, and you could have been trying to swat a fly. There's a fly flying around the place and irritating you. And you, your intention could have been to swat the fly. You're blowing a shofar to, to listen. or You're learning parashat v'yatchanan. You're just learning it. And and you and you happen to say Kriyish Shma and Pesach at So your mind is on learning. Your mind is not on saying Kriyish Shma Chodomei. Avalim Kerei Kriyish Shma Kederek Shana Kerei Besaid But if you saying Shma in Shul like we normally do, just you didn't have your mind on it. V'chensha Chal Matzo Otzakav and Lav. Or you'd used your little vanezroigav apishelokivayin latzit. Yatsan. nevertheless, the Chayi says you, what is your intention? Okay, it wasn't conscious. But the Chidush of the Chayi is subconscious intention is also good. What isn't in good is no intention or intention for something different. But if you're shaking a little, Vanessa, what are you doing it for? Clearly you're doing it for the mitzvah. Yeah, but I wasn't thinking of the mitzvah. You were. You, you just weren't aware that you were thinking of it for the mitzvah. But why else would you have been doing it? So it's interesting that today we actually have something which is shy to to, to the mitzvah of the day, that's a very important chayodim. That mitzvah mitzvah and you have to redo the mitzvah only where it is possible that your intention was something other than the mitzvah. But if the if it was clearly the mitzvah, then then we hold that way. Says the um, the Mishnah Bura. Clearly, you've got to be mechavin to go to be into the mitzvah, and I've mentioned to you many times that in the morning early, one of the sforim that I learned is Reshus chokhmah which is a sefer from one of the Mekubalim of Tzfat. He was at the time of the Yari, a uh, Talmud of Rambashi devira and his sefer Reshus chokhmah verges on the. It, 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 it deals with the, the, the foundation. Really, there really are three foundations to the Reshus chokhmah There's the Yalkut Shimoni, the Midrashim. There's the Zohar. And there is the Choveis Halvoves. So it's an interesting combination of 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 Chazal, of Zohar, and of Musa. And um just the piece that I happen to be working on today talks about the fact of the Ahavtes Hashem Elokecha in in Kriyat Shema. B'chol v'nafshe v'chol That second piece, b'chol v'avcho, v'nafshe v'chol is the method of the Ahavtes Hashem Elokecha. You shall love the Lord your God. How do you do that? Make sure to use dibur, ma'aseh, and makshava. Explains the Rashis Chokmah. Everything that you do, make sure that there's speech, there's um, that there's ma'aseh, that there's something physical that you're doing, and make sure that there's intention, that there's that there's thought. There's no if love doesn't work if there aren't all these three things together. It's not love if you're only speaking but you don't feel it. It's not love if you feel it but you're not expressing it. Uh, for Ava for, for to be there, you need all three. It links up, he doesn't say this, but it links up also to the um, to the Hirchis Kedushin, although you can be Yodse with any one of Kesef, Shtar, or Bia, but conceptually you need all three. Kesef is an action, and Shtar is your mouth, is your words, your communication, and Bia is your feelings and your thoughts. You need all three for a relationship to exist, and a relationship with Hashem, Based on the Zohar, the Rosh Hashem says you need all three all the time. And that's why this machshava, this Kavana part, is such an important part, both in our veras and in mitzvahs. If the kavana is missing, there's a piece, one of the three pillars of the action is missing. It's an action that's, that's without commitment, that's without emotion, that's without thought. And, in, and when it comes to an avero, there are times when it doesn't count. But on the other hand, also when it comes to a mitzvah, there are times when it doesn't count. And that's why it's important that at all times we do our mitzvahs, with Dibur, we, we, we say the brocha, we do whatever we need to do with our, with our mouths, with our maser, that we do the action, but that there's also machshava at all times, there's mindfulness and awareness of what we're doing, why we're doing, and what our intention is.